The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 402 of the She Podcasts podcast. I am your co-host, Jessica Kupferman, with me as always... The lovely Elsie Escobar, who I think is wearing, is that a SpongeBob t-shirt? No, it's not. But that's a SpongeBob it's from font, my though. Fa- one of my favorite podcast upgrade. Ooh, it's very Dongletown, nice. USA. Thunderbolt Dock. Did you say Dongletown? Yeah. I love that. Have you ever been to Intercourse, Pennsylvania? I have. No, I have not. In Lancaster, on the way to Lancaster, maybe right after, there's a series of towns, Intercourse, Bird in Hand, Blue Ball, and there's another one. They're all, I don't know why, they're all oddly sexual, and yet they're named by the Amish, so it's weird. But yeah, Intercourse, I assume, means the intercourse of two roads, but it's Intercourse, Pennsylvania, which, how can you not have a t-shirt that says intercourse, blue ball, bird in hand, like there's, oh, paradise. Anyway. All together, they tell a story. When you're 12, it's hilarious. Yes. <laughs> you know, when you're 12, it's like, I need the t-shirt immediately. Yes. Anyway, I was just curious. Okay, well, let's get started. We have something fun to talk about with you guys today, a new social media app. Can you believe it? I cannot believe it. I'm having a hard time believing it. And I listen, it has gotten now by the time when this comes out, I don't know how many people are going to be on it. But as of now, there's over 100 million. So it's not a small uh, over 100 million. It is small if you consider that there's 6 billion people in the world. Well, yeah, but not in terms of social media, like how many people are on um I think six million Facebook. No. Six no. I can't remember. Let's, how many people are on Facebook? Two point nine five billion, billion. active I users. Knew it was, all right. Yeah. So one two point nine world. Yes. Billion. Wait, two point nine so. is actually half. Half of 2. the two point nine five billion. Billion. So yeah, hundred million is like but it's but great in five so days, far. I know. In five days, is that or, the fastest growing? Yes, is it faster than Twitter grew? Because that was the fastest. Yes, time. because I don't think like yeah, for sure. When it first started, it grew like at, a, at an alarming rate. Um, yeah, but it, not to a hundred million. Yeah, I guess that's true. It's neat in some ways, and not. Well, neat, you haven't neat even mentioned a, what it is, though. I did. I said it's a new social media app called threads and then uh, we started talking about how many people oh oh oh, i I missed the called threads part so yes it's called threads go ahead i know elsie wants to tell you all about okay jenny says the world population is eight billion oh sorry (laughs) thank you i'm glad i know that okay so three is like a little under half then all right thank you very much that's pretty amazing because that's like a lot it is. Um, so yeah. So so Instagram has come out with a new a new social media channel slash app. Meta has right. 
Meta has. It's a meta. It's, it's under the Meta umbrella, mm-hmm. and it is basically a Twitter replica, where, you know, they encourage you to do the type of th- message threading that most people do on Twitter. So it's like now kind of like a refreshed Twitter, but without all the drama, chaos, politics, anger, and Elon. And yeah, without the what is the latest of Elon? The latest is the whole um, he wants to have a dick measuring contest. (laughs) Like not even joking. He literally said that. I didn't see that, but I am amused by that because it's always funny when engineers want to have a dick measuring contest. And he literally said that those words like he wanted to with with, measure his dick with Zuck. He 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 wants to have like he, he wants to. Who's you know what? That's bigger. not even fair. Zuckerman is Zuckerberg Zuck. is Jewish, so that means he's circumcised. What does that even mean? He's Elon's not circumcised. Well, what is that? That's not even, even have, a fair why fight. Why is that not fair? Why is that not a fair fight? Because your foreskin can, you know, if it's I don't know, maybe it can create length, an unfair advantage. If you're circumcised, you've just got what you got. Am I wrong? Yeah, I but mean, if so- you're, I listen. I do not have one, so I cannot I even comment on that at all. I don't know if the circumcision, can, you know, I'm not saying it stunts your growth. I'm just saying like he could win by a a millimeter, and that millimeter. Could oh, be I see. Skin. I see That's what you're saying. saying. It could be a millimeter, yeah, because I do not think that foreskin or what it, like is gonna. I think it's you're just gonna right. be. I'm just saying. Okay, it's a stereotype that Jewish people are not always as blessed in that area as others. I mean, that's not true per se, but I mean, someone will say that to tell Elon it's not a fair fight because Zuckerberg is Jewish. I think that that's probably the least kind of pushback he's going to I mean, I'm just going under the assumption that the contest will actually be real and that we'll get to see results at some point. And so... If it's going to be a contest, it's not really, some will say, a fair fight. Right. But, you know, having seen a percentage of the whole, I can tell you that that's not necessarily true. (laughs) Nice. Sorry. Listen, if you're a slut, you may as well own it. I'm not a slut anymore, but I I certainly have. If you're my family and you're listening to this, just ignore everything I'm saying. Just turn it off right now. You don't want to hear any of this. Um, But, yeah, I'm just saying it's not true. I was in Jewish youth group and um, I you know, should Jewish... have probably not raised this um, or said anything cause... because I love talking about penises because all of a sudden here we are and I'm like, oh, come on, be funny. All right, come on. No, I, I'm sorry. Do you want to end it now? Is that what you're saying? You don't want to talk about this? I think it's very funny that Elon wants to have a penis measuring. I just I, don't. Oh, okay. I okay, know. Okay. All I know I is that I've seen a lot of what do you call it? Penises. People. Not <laughs> No, I was saying that I, uh, yeah, no, that it was just, it's all over the place and it just seems so bizarre. Although it was just a screenshot, people are sharing screenshots and, you know, and you never know if some screenshots can be doctored, but it seemed kind of like, what? Oh, Emily says it's like podcasters pulling out their stats to compare. Yes, only it's penises though, Emily. Yes. No, but he literally said, I mean, in the screenshot itself, mind you, it's a screenshot. I, 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 okay. I want to see it. I'm going to look And it, it okay, says, Elon. Zuck is a cuck, as in C-U-C-K. Zuck is a cuck. And then uh, be- underneath that, 
It says, I propose a literal dick measuring contest. Oh, that's a li- my- that's what he said. Men don't do that unless a they're enormously confident and or b they are trying to irritate someone. He's obviously trying to irritate Zuck, who would who is probably way too much of a I'm hoping of a professional to do that. Hi, I miss you too, but I can't tell who you are. But I miss you. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't it just says Facebook user. I'm sorry. But yeah, I mean, you don't you wouldn't do that, right? Unless you're like enormous and or you know you're pissing off the other person. But see, that's the thing. It's like I don't I I really honestly don't understand like the mentality of even putting like I could understand you hanging out with your buddies and saying something like that with your buddies, but not writing it on a social network where you are the or were the CEO and owner. Oh, and that's the part that I don't understand. So, um, it's because Melissa. Hi, Melissa. Hi, I miss Melissa. you. Oh, so sweet. I guess anyway. what I'm saying is I think Elon is trying to do the Donald Trump form of publicity, which is like, say the weirdest and most outrageous possible thing so that people keep talking about you. Because if he shut his mouth for one day, people would just fucking forget about him and go about their lives. But we can't do that when he's challenging people to a duck, me- a duck measuring. Let's just say that a duck measuring contest, a duck measuring contest. Correct. We can't do that. And it just it just seems so bizarre to me because you imagine it's like you're having a fight or somebody's winning, like somebody's winning in a business meeting. Right. Somebody else. It's like your competitors are in the meeting with you and they're obviously doing much better than you. And they're growing at a very large amount of time. And, you know, they're and then there you go, like, come on, let's Let's go ahead and measure our dicks. How is that going to win? Like, how is that going to? He has a new app and he's a billionaire. So I know. Let's challenge him to a dick measuring contest. That's so stupid. I know. The mindset there is immature, which we already knew he was. Yes. And crazy. Um, And also, I feel like men, like women for all of our, like, comparison issues and body shaming, like, we don't go, like, She's so much better than me because she has big boobs. Now, granted, I don't have small boobs. So maybe we do do that. And I don't know. But I've never looked at anyone and been like, her boobs are Let's so much better than Let's measure her boobs. Could you yeah. imagine? I mean, but it just seems like how, like, come on. Come on now. Like, let's measure. Let, let's measure. Our vaginas. <laughs> our vagina. I'm going to. Let's see what the <laughs> biggest. The only comparison is what's the biggest thing you can put in there? That's the only way. And once you've had children, there's no contest to be had. I've given birth to a person. Fucking come at me. <laughs> come at oh me, bro. <laughs> come at me, bro. I'll put whatever you want in there. Someone came out of there, you know, a person, a whole person. You don't know what I can put in there. And I'm not telling. <laughs> Oh, my God. Can you imagine that? No, but I mean, women would never, even if we are competitive with one another, it's never really, I'm not, I know I can't speak for teenagers, but but it's never really about looks, though. At least at my age, it's really more about like how much more success the person has or how much easier their life is. That's what I compare is like, how much easier is your life than mine? But I don't think I've ever even seen I don't think I've ever actually even seen that, like even in younger, like, let's say young, like, 
in terms of, I guess, fighting or being petty with your female friends or something when you were a teenager, like I didn't No, but we did say things like, I can't believe he's with her. She is so fucking ugly. Okay, well, see, but that's like actually more on the physical. It makes physical. more sense, right. It's I like mean, a can, physical right. thing. It's, it's still more not. Like, her vagina is so big. Yeah, I know. Let's measure. Like, I just can't oh imagine. her boobs. Let's like, measure no a waistline. Let's look at our thighs. Like, do your, you know, I don't Never. know. It would either just be ugly, fat, or stupid. Yeah, like, it, yeah. When I was it would kid. be more of a comment. It would just, like, dig on. Yeah. their physical appearance like i i could see that and not to be like i was bullying everyone and their mom but like you know secretly right, right. with your friend where you're jealous of someone because they have a boyfriend that you like and you're just like why is he even with her she's not even pretty you know it's like that kind of shit it's never like i'm gonna measure our boobs yes <laughs> my vagina is bigger than hers <laughs> my vag- i can fit way more shit in there i'm only 14 <laughs> way more shit I know. It's just like. Why yeah. do they do that? It's so dumb. I don't know. I'm telling you, there's no. I mean, did he respond? Did Zuckerberg respond? I don't okay. think so. Everybody's like putting it up on all the different places, but I don't think anybody. I don't even. I couldn't even find it. I wanted to see it on Twitter. Like, where was this tweet? He might have taken it down. Here's an article from the Business Insider with the headline, Someone's got to put it into the Musk versus Zuck billionaire dick measuring contest before Elon gets his ruler out. <laughs> oh, my yeah, God. Um, yeah. Anyway. All right. We should get off this now. Yes. But anyway, th- threads is a thing. And there's over 100 million users now there or oh, yeah. at least that have threads. signed up for it. Whether they stay or not is a different story. But given the fact that I've, you know, been opening up accounts in every single platform that has come out since, you know, as Twitter alternative, since the dawn like of time, since all Snapchat, mm-hmm. ever since that happened, this is probably the one that I think the the reason that it's kept me in it is because there was a, a very marked difference between my Twitter following and what I did on Twitter and what I did on Instagram. Like there's completely separate things that I and how I behaved and the curation of people that I consumed on Instagram was very different than the one that's on Twitter. Like I I I very rarely follow the same people on both platforms. I just did that, right? It was a different experience. And so when I went into Instagram, the amount, the curation that I had done in my Instagram account really paid off. Like it's so much not like as a whole, the people that I follow have for the most part translated very well into feeds and into like a written text. And I've never really connected with a lot of these people via tweet fashion, if you will, like on Twitter I know those people only through Twitter a lot of times. And then on Instagram, I only knew these people through their pictures, through their content as videos and reels and things like that. And I tended to lean a little bit more towards pretty things and people that I actually connect with personally, friends and people I actually know. And thus, it's nice. At least it's been nice for me. Yeah. And that way, I think it's really good. I think... Not having it be crowded, 
kind of having it be secret and sort of like intimate. But that's how we get pulled into every social media yeah. platform. And then within a couple days, and I mean, someone told me they already saw a fucking Amy Porterfield like, I'm running a class on how to abuse your, how to use threads for strategy. I already muted, but that's the thing. Like I started mute, like I saw her come up through my feed because I do follow her on Instagram and I immediately muted her. I think yeah, I, I mean, followed her. Yeah, because it's like, I'm like you don't, don't have a that. fucking class and a strategy. You've been on at the same time as the rest of us. Not just you and not just Amy, but like, just shut up and let us enjoy it for five fucking minutes before you start telling everybody what to do. I saw a meme this morning that had a, a hand looking like they were trying to like decide which bomb to put off. But instead it said AI expertise, threads expertise. And it's like digital marketers are like, which one am I? Which one am I? Like, take it easy. Take it. Yeah, because it's a little bit harder. And I'll, like Jenny makes a point here. She says, uh, same and my Insta is private and I had to start a new one to have it linked to my threads. And that's something to think about uh. because I also have like a Finsta, right, that I use. Again, it's very highly curated for it's a relaxing experience of me when I go it, of my feed. Right. I don't go there to do anything other than to consume content, like literally. And I'm not going to connect that to threads because it's my private little area, my private little space. And I just want it to stay as it is because I like that freedom. Mm -hmm. And so I can see how that could be challenging. But, you know, I think in the public side of things, I do like the fact that I was able to fairly easily get people following me there just because they were following me on Instagram already mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. that was good for me anyway yeah but, but it's good yeah. for now but you know i'm having conversations with the same people that i used to have when tiktok first started and now i can't see them anymore because there's so many infiltrators so i also find that like i don't really know what i want to say on there like i see what the strategy is supposed to be but you know what would work the same way that you do what you do on facebook it's Facebook, a, it, that's yeah. where you, what you do on Facebook. You just want, you obviously just want like interaction, conversation, participation, yeah. and there are various ways to do that, which I already do on Facebook. And it's been really good for like 12 years. So, right. If you don't like, I mean, that's the, I Not think that I that don't part, like it. It's just that like I'm running out of shit to say on all these platforms. That's all. I think that part of, what I'm seeing as I'm playing with it, by the way, mm. is that it is less about, or this is the, pre the less about the pressure for me mm -hmm. to, I have to say something. I have to be funny. I have to be interesting. I have to be, it's less about that. And it's more about me reading everybody else's stuff and commenting on their stuff. Like it's so yeah. much, it's that versus. It's a lot of that. I have to. And then if I do have a question, I'll post it. Uh, you know, like I like you were just mentioning, uh, I just posted a sticker that I just found. And I thought, oh, I'll just post it here because I think it's funny and cute. And yeah, I like stickers. And I'm primarily more wanting to connect mo with um, more of the journaling community, more of the fountain pen and ink and art type of handwriting community that that's where I kind of want to do that like more vibe down like mm -hmm. look at how my pretty pens look at what I wrote today <laughs> but that's what you said about it's like the last thing that came up you were going to use for that I don't remember what it was 
Well, I, it was. It was Mastodon. But unfortunately, in Mastodon, that community is not really there. Right. So that's the thing. It's like this right. is when that community came. Like the journaling community thrives on Instagram. That's where they and are. Twitter. Twitter. And also. Twitter, but I'm not like a, I wasn't, a, I wasn't because my feed on, in Twitter is so like, uh, like the algorithms Mine is are painful. Just, Mine oh. is painful. And the algorithm on Facebook pisses me off too, because I see the same people every day, the same 10 people. And I don't get to see, you know, I don't know. I know my stuff is being seen by the same 10 people because those are the same people that comment every time. And it annoys me. Because it's all broken. It was just, remember when you could just log in and whenever someone put something, it was just at the top of the page and that was it? I miss that. I want that. I don't want you to decide for me who I see. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that right now there's a little bit of that happening here. And there's it has something. To be. It's the same algorithm, right? There's something to be said about just the chronological feed and also simply being able to see what you're the people you follow posts, Mm -hmm. as simple as that sounds, let me see what they post. Let me just see what they post. Like, I just want to see what they post. Well, how hard is that? Oh, my God. It's hard, I guess. I don't know why. I don't know why. But um, she says, okay, the Twitter algorithms really hammered all the repro content. So many repro Mm. people in orgs. Yes, exactly. Really struggle. And I think that that's, I mean, that's absolutely true. It's all of the, all of those algorithms are being just trashed in so many different ways. They're just not (gasps) helpful. You think you're being helpful by showing us more of what we interact with, but we want and crave and need variety. And you can't get that if an algorithm is thinking for you. Like, don't think for me. I like when you could choose who are your favorite, you know, but it was still only like 10 or 15 people. Like, I want to choose a hundred people that I see more than everybody else. At Mm -hmm. least a hundred, maybe 200. You know, and then everybody else can either fade into the background. I mean, or I guess you unfollow them. Have you ever gone through and done a fo- a face an enormous Facebook unfollow? No, I started to, and then mm-hmm. uh, it was going to take too long. Like it was like I sh- I there's better things I could be doing with my time than sitting here and manually unfollowing people. Although I have occasionally when I walk into that platform and I happen to because I. Very rarely go on Facebook, like I know almost at all. And so when I do check it and I and the app opens up and the one a couple of the first posts are from people I don't know, like I'm like, why is this here? I immediately unfollow them because I don't know who they are. It's a good way. A good (laughs) way to fix your algorithm is to hide the shit, you you know, just hide the people you don't want to see. And actually, they're starting to ask, do you want more of this person or less of this person? I saw. But I don't necessarily want more or less of that person. I just want more people, just different people. Yeah. Right. Like, I don't. It's nothing against them. I just don't want the same people every time. But one way I've done it is over the years when it's my birthday and random people I don't know wish me happy birthday and follow them. <laughs> so mean. But like, it's the only way to, you know, like if I'm just like, who, I don't even know you. Cause a lot of times people use your birthday as an opportunity to sell you something. I have a free gift. Download my book on all the vegetables that make you poop or whatever. And then like, I'm just like, goodbye, 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 goodbye. Cause nobody that really cares about my birthday would try and sell me something on my birthday. It's terrible. Yeah, that's a that's a no. It's a good way to unfollow people. 
for sure. That is a no. Yeah, I don't. Mm. But I mean, I've been enjoying threads. But the other thing that is happening, at least at the time of this recording, too, is that you have to use threads on a device. Uh, I mean, yeah. on an either an iPhone or an iPad, you can use that. And at the time of this recording, also, you cannot switch between profiles, which I think for me, it's fundamental to be able to do that, to be able to just switch from this profile to another. So right now I have my personal stuff on my phone and I have the lips and stuff on my iPad. And that makes it sense. Is, it's kind of, but it's annoying because then you have to like, I got to re- remember who what account it is and you can't. So that's a little bit on the annoying side. I can understand that that friction is obviously a good thing, but I think for most humans, it's not a big deal. But people who actually work on social or have to manage things, it's a little bit of a pain. I'd be curious how our social team is going to handle that, given what I just shared with you, because <laughs> you can't, You, I think as far as I know right now, you have to sign out. I haven't signed out, but it, you have to sign out and sign in as the other person if you want it on the device. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. Yes. it's. I don't know how they're going to do it, but they did ask oh. me to create one for She Podcast, so I did. Maybe they're going to live tweet it, like just do it you on have to there's because there's no scheduling you have to manually do it mind you if they've been posting on instagram or and or tiktok i'm sure they're used to it because with those two platforms it's not it's been very recent that they've been added to social media management systems like buffer and agora pulse and yeah, all of right. those things just started to get tiktok and instagram Within the, I mean, relatively speaking, just as in the past couple of years or so, because you couldn't do that before. Right. You had to do everything manual. Yeah, I guess we'll wait and see. So far, I'm just bored. I already see what these people say on every other thing. So, like, I don't feel the need to. You haven't been bored with it yet? I'm bored with it. That's just me, though, I guess. No, I haven't been bored with it. And it's, but, but the thing is this, it's like, I, that's the reason I'm not bored with it is because it's not the same people. That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm I'm kind of not wanting to engage too much with the podcasting people like at all. (laughs) Like, I'm serious. Like, I know, but I don't want that. I know. Hi, Patrick. And so I'm not engaging with the podcasting people. I don't feel like I need to be engaging. I don't want that. You know, when you first sign up, you have all these friend requests. And I had a hard time believing they were real. Like people don't just see you log in and just all, I mean, is there something that automatically, if I never got any friend requests, you haven't looked to see under the heart. If you have friend requests, Mm, I didn't have any friend requests. You do. It's like everyone on your Instagram, it says confirm request, confirm request. I didn't have to confirm anyone. How many followers do you have? Um, 500 something. I would go in there and scroll, go under the heart and scroll all the way down to last week when you first started. I think that might have been there were I saw some comments in there from people who were accepting this. No, I I saw that there were some of that happening and then there was a not that wasn't happening for everybody. So I think it might have been a little bit of a bug. Yeah, maybe. But yeah, I have. 429 followers and it's mostly because I said yes to those requests yeah I, I never was asked to say to because it was just public 
So I think that there was a, a little bit of a something in there that was a glitch. And I did see people because some people are like going, I don't want to be approving everybody. And then some other people are like, I never had that. I mean, but also I'm following 500 people that I don't recall following. They just kind of like have you follow whoever it is. I uh, that's which not I my think experience. is also annoying. That was not my experience, but that's just that's weird. Why I wonder. Hmm. Yeah, like a lot, a lot of the people I'm following, I don't know who they are. So they were obviously people I'm following on Twitter. On Twitter? Oh no, no, sorry, Instagram. Sorry. Oh, okay. I'm an idiot. But again, I've been like I told you before, I've been curating that Instagram feed very much, and so I'm gonna have to as well. Yeah, I didn't. I kind of looked at everybody, and I, for the most part, I was okay. Like I would have never in a million years done that for Twitter. I just could. That's no, I can't. Yeah, but in terms of Instagram, I again, I had curated it very specifically, and I. I really don't want to follow like all the podcasting conversations. Like I have no interest in that. I mean, especially since it's everywhere else. Why? Yeah. Why? It, this is what I'm saying. Like I have but zero that's part desire. Of the reason that I'm bored with it already is because some people have already started doing their whole like, in order to do this, what you need to do is this. And it's like, can't you just fucking have a conversation? I just mute them. Unfollow. Goodbye. Yeah, like I'm I guess just, I'll do that too. It's just yeah. it's so tiresome. Yep, so I hear you. Tiresome, and I want nothing to do with that. Yeah, me either. We should do a class on how to arrange social media so that it's your in your control and not the other way around. What settings? What attitudes? What apps do you mute, delete, unfollow, hide? list whatever it is just so that you can curate your own experience with the tools you're given because I don't think people know how to do that and I don't I, I mean or take the time to do it and it, it's important because it really create it really it covers your entire experience of social media is your customization of it and people don't bother doing it don't you think yep it was the very first thing that I did when I was on I immediately just went into my settings and turned off every single notification and so now I, I don't really see much of anything other than when I go in there and I see what I want to see. And so I'm not necessarily complaining about my experience. I'm curating no, like the it. kind of experience that I want. And I haven't had the same experience as other people have because, again, I've been very mindful about the curation of the conversations. And even on Instagram, I've never been particularly using Instagram for my business growth. Right. I, I have, I've been promoting my stuff, right? Yeah. I put things on there and I, cause when I'm doing it, I'm like, Hey, look at what I'm doing in the same way that I would if I went to a coffee shop that I really liked, like it's the same vibe. <laughs> I just like, Hey, I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. And so I had, that's the kind of experience I had. Whereas where I'm on Twitter and on LinkedIn, it's a little more like, hello, I am now going to be smart all about the podcasting things. And this is what it's, you know what I mean? It's that vibe. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I am yeah. now taking the Here, stage. Let me teach to... you all the things because this is a platform where you need to listen to me. Yes. Like I will now have my platitudes, yeah, uh, but that's not how I use worst. Instagram. You know what? I just worst. saw myself in the camera. And when I look yeah. at myself, I just see my dad. 
Oh, I know. You look so much like your dad. It's true. Why? You mean because you look older, you mean? Yes. And then I see oh, my eyes. I see this part of my face and I just go. That is your dad I for real. I love my dad so much. And so like, I like that I look like my dad. I have that same face. That is your face. If you put lipstick on him <laughs> and a little less facial hair, if any, you would get Elsie. And I mean, he's not a particularly pretty man. But Elsie's very pretty, but they do have the same face. Yeah, and so it makes me happy. It's like, it's kind of neat. I like, I'm just like my dad. Your mom looks like a 19, like a former 1940s Hollywood starlet. She does. She's like got the perfect bow lips and a tiny little she button does. nose. And her hair is always perfectly quaffed in like a quaff. Yeah. Her eyes aren't huge, but they're dark, I think, right? Or yes. They, yeah, they're and dark pro- yeah. and pronounced eyelashes. She's very, very pretty. So clearly, Elsie has a very, you know, a pretty mom. She's the only daughter. So like, but yeah, that face is not mom's face. So it's very interesting. Yeah, it's totally your dad's face. But cute. It's, that's but what makes cute. you. That's actually what makes you a Muppet is that you have a beautiful. You're beautiful and graceful and put together. Yet you also have a Muppet. Your dad's Muppet face. I have my dad's Muppet face. What is it that my, my you know, Michelle, Big. Michelle Carr, my friend. Yeah, yeah. She calls my dad the Latino William Defoe. He always, she always calls him that. <laughs> That's the smile. He does have a big ass smile like William Defoe. That is funny. I never hair. even saw that. Yeah, the hair. Yeah, the hair. Yeah. That's really funny. I yeah. would never have put that together had she not said it, but it's so true. But yeah, you have that expressive face, those big eyes that say everything without him having to talk and like an enormously wide smile. But yet you're not dainty, but you know, you're you're like feminine like her. It's just it's very interesting. Once you meet Elsie's parents, you're like, oh, and I see it now because I have the tired eyes. Yeah. Anywho, are we done with threads now? Can we can we move on and just touch on We're done with threads? I want you to get into Kaigi. So folks. There's some people here in the chat, Jenny, I'm calling you out, um, that have worked with me before in the E-League. And at the end of the year, usually when we did the E-League, we did this sort of little look back, look forward, taking inventory of the year and all that kind of stuff, right? So we've all, we've been doing that for, and it's sort of like a little bit of a ritual that I had that I came up with. And then I did it together with the folks that uh, participated in the E-League. And then I got very into the journaling community and all of the stationary community and all of that stuff. And then I started to see that there are similar behaviors from that entire community that start are kind of like kicked off by planner season, which actually begins in September, which is when all the new planners come in and then everybody starts going like, oh my God, what am I going to use? Blah, blah, blah. And so at towards the end of the year, you do something called techo Kaigi, that I've learned this uh, vocabulary just from following the journaling community. So techo means journal and kaigi means meeting. So you basically have a journal meeting at the end of the year. And what does that mean? It means you look at your journals, you see like what you've done, what you, how you've used them, and then you make adjustments based on your behavior of the year. And you say like, oh my gosh, I really love this one, but I didn't really pick it up as much. Oh, I didn't know that I was going to love using this one so much. So this one's going to stay in my 
for next year, I'm going to get the new one that's this, right? So that is what the journaling community does. And everybody, it gets really into it because they all make videos about it. They do live streams about it where they go so deep into why this worked, why this didn't work. And I am obsessed with every one of those videos. So this year uh, is the first time that I've seen mid-year Techokaigi come up. And it's, I'm here for it. And so I've already done my own personal Techokaigi with my journals, but I thought, mm, I really, last year at the end of, I'm going to now switch the thing. Last year, I mixed the e-league experience of my look back and planning and made it into a podcasting Kaigi experience where it was a meet. And I like the vibe of let's meet with our tools. Let's get our tools together. Let's look at our workflows together. Let's meet and discuss what we've done. And so that was the podcasting Kaigi, which I put in what I already do in it. I just sort of rebranded it, if you will. And it was such a wonderful experience. Last year I did it um, and it was great. It was like a three-part sort of teaching experience. I believe it was a day. We did a one day of three sessions the whole day for the meeting. And so I kind of wanted to talk to Jess about doing the mid-year podcasting Kaigi, kind of just talking through what we've done, what we haven't done, what has worked, what hasn't worked. And I know everybody has different experiences about it, meaning the possibility of like, for some of us, maybe we're not podcasting as much. Maybe we're doing more YouTube videos. Maybe we're doing more TikTok. Maybe we're doing more newsletters. And I think more of a creative workflow meeting with your stuff. And so I kind of want to talk to about that stuff. Anyway, that's the whole deal with my podcasting mid-year Kaigi. Now, when it comes to what I've noticed this year is that there's been an element of me being not really knowing in terms of promotion what's really working out there in the space to drive audience and one thing that I do know in looking at my own behavior as a consumer, as well as as a producer, trying to get more ears onto my work, is that there for sure is another layer now, which is not the ears and it's the eyes. So the eyes, the visual component of audio podcasting has really stepped forward. And because it's undeniable the power that video now has in terms of production. And as a whole, video does take a lot more to do, but there are so many other tools out there that have made the production of video unbelievably accessible to do that were not there before. So I'm curious if anybody listening today has the opportunity to kind of look back at some tools that have made things really work for them at the six month mark with your own uh, workflows and what you want to do with your show. And what are the things that are actually bringing you closer to your goals? One of the reasons that I love that question, especially when it comes to the planner, is because for one of my planners that I had, I have a work planner and then I have a memory keeping planner and I have sort of like a, a journal 
that is my health type of a journal where it's uh, it's really just focusing on that. But then I found that my notebook, I have a notebook that I use that I actually use more than all of those other three combined. And it's because it actually helps me get the stuff done versus the other ones is I put too many like boundaries around getting um, getting it done in a specific way. And so my challenge to everybody, and maybe you too here, Jess, if you think about it from the perspective of, I'm just going to put a question to you. You don't even have to know all the spiel that I just said. I do know myself. about Kaigi though, but yeah, go ahead. Yeah. So then like what I was going to say to you is, is there a difference between workflows that you set up for yourself because you set them up and you go, this is going to help me get to insert whatever goal, right? You set them up and you're like, this is what we're going to do here. This is what we're going to do here because that's going to help me do the workflow. And is that the same as the thing that you did to get the actual thing done? Meaning, did you actually do the workflow or did you actually, or did you do something else that got the job done that skipped over the workflows that you worked on setting up? And what was that intersection? What was the intersection that you did use the workflows you set up and where did it fall down? Where was it like, yeah, no, I just ended up, I ended up sharing it on Slack instead of going through the process of putting it wherever it is that you decided to put it. So is there something else that you did that way? I almost always set up all the automations and things in advance because of a goal that I want to achieve. And usually that goal, most of my automations are based around follow-ups and things I'm supposed to remember that I know I'm never going to remember, like mm. reminders for the group, like thank you letters, like calendar reminders. That's usually where I live as far as like processes go. Like anytime that I have designated a place to organize my stuff, I almost always don't use that. Most of my automations come from me knowing it's from me not trusting myself which is interesting because I've literally never thought about this, but I almost always make an automation based on like, am I going to be able to do this? If not, automate. The other thing is anytime I want to use a project management system, I always don't use it. I end up doing it in Slack. I almost use Slack. I mean, I'd like to be able to just project manage in Slack if I could figure that out. But the problem is you can project manage in almost anything. It's learning how to do it that stymies me. I will say that when I recorded my first show, Lady Business Radio, I distinctly remember I was always scheduling time to do the show notes and I would always put it off until Sunday night. So finally, I just started scheduling it on Sunday night. I tried it a bunch of different areas of my schedule. I tried Tuesdays. I tried Thursdays. I tried right after the show. I tried right before the show. I always ended up doing it Sunday night. It's shit like that where you're just like, okay, so I'll just do it Sunday night then, right? Yeah. I think that that's one of the things that I wanted to look at. I think that there's a wonderful balance mm. in actually getting things done where you can make a plan and be very clear. And, you know, you have a strategy of what it is that you want to do. And then you you strategically think through how you're going to get it done and you you, you do it right. You, you have it outlined. Right. And then there's your actual behavior to engage with that process. And I now in doing all of this work that I've done in the past, I start to see that the place that that sweet spot is 
what's the thing that actually got you to get the stuff done? Right. And what's the framework? And does that line up? And those intersection, that intersection part, that's the part that's going to work. That's the that's the part that you got to amplify. That's the part that you need to not let go of and think that something else is going to fix it. Because that's what I've been noticing in terms of my ability to get things done, at least through my journaling and all of the things that I do. And, and what happens really when push comes to shove, what's the thing that stays and giving yourself the permission to kind of step away from it and not feel like you can't do it. Like when we're really busy, there's no time to be adding shit inside of a system and be like, here's the thing and typing it all in and typing the next thing and typing the next thing. Like, even if you're working with a team that sometimes when you just need to get things done, sometimes it ends up being like a Slack message and be like, I really need this video tomorrow, please. Yeah, that's what happens more than anything. Yeah. That ends up being the thing that works more than anything else, more than Notion, more than whatever the fuck else, Airtable. And like, I don't know how people do to-dos and requests in anything other than a direct request. I can't seem to get past the direct request. I want to talk to the person and I want them to see that I've asked them something and respond. I don't want to go and look at a separate location to talk to them when I already have Slack. Yeah, I think that part of it is that you just have to keep a tally. Because I was just thinking about adding another process, like, because at least from what I've learned with Libsyn and and having the ability to have a lot of people create content and knowing that your requests for output are only one request for output that they're getting. So Mm -hmm. you have to be very mindful. Like I'm just thinking about Brian, who is our video editor for Libsyn, where if I decide, oh, you know what? I want to do this for the feed. Like I need you to do this. He would absolutely do it. Like if I just send stuff via Slack, he's going to do it because it's that trigger point, right? But I also have to be mindful to be able to put it in our system because if not, then Sarah's going to look at it and go, oh, Brian's not doing much. I'm going to add him, ask him to do these other things. And then he's going to end up with like all these videos that he has to work on. And that's the balance that I have to figure out. Mm. And in my ADHD brain, what ends up happening is I just step back and go like, okay, fine, I'll do it myself. You know what, Elsie? I don't know if this is going to be helpful information for you, but a long time ago, I was watching Larry David's Curb Your Enthusiasm. It was like one of the first couple episodes. And he said, (laughs) someone told him he owed someone an apology. And he goes, it's all I do is apologize. All I do is apologize. I'll go apologize. You don't see me not apologizing. I will apologize for everything. And I've always thought like, Yeah, that's what ADHD is all about. Just being comfortable apologizing. So I will often like, instead of doing it myself, I've often done this whole like, I'm so sorry if you're too busy and you can't do this, but, or I don't know what your bandwidth is, but, or if you have time today, this would be great. Or because, you know, I'm always under the impression that I'm interrupting, intruding, bombarding, like I just roll with it. (laughs) <laughs> and so if they say no, fine, I'm prepared to do it myself. But I, I have gotten past the point of not asking and I just apologize in advance. <laughs> I mean, it's like a stupid, it's like not that great of a workaround, but you're new to having ADHD. So I'm just telling you, like, if you can just get comfortable with the fact that you're going to be in the wrong a whole bunch of times, then just start with that. Lead with that. Does that make sense? Well, I get that. 
and yet I do have an an end. But this is making me laugh and I can't not laugh at this because what? I kind of want our our social team see the message that's on the screen right now. Seeing Elsie only blinking while Jess was frozen. That must have been weird. I think that we need to do a reel. We need to do about because I literally was like this. You were frozen and I was going like this. (laughs) I hope that came through on our video. That's funny. It's hilarious. Wouldn't it be? And that's like a super meme. Like when your co-host freezes. You're yeah, not moved because it's so awkward. It's so awkward. But anyway. It is. I hope that came through on YouTube. Let me know if it did. I mean, I guess it did or, or Patrick, you wouldn't have seen it. That is um, so funny. Yeah, it did. It's gone on YouTube. But um, but, it, it, but to yeah. respond to that, I'm sorry, but aspect of it, I have to say that there's another aspect of it that when you continue to apologize to the same people over the same issues, mm, no, that's it true. loses its meaning and it no longer is that anymore. Right, but it's not. it doesn't necessarily, true, but it doesn't necessarily have to be an apology every time. It could just be like a starter statement like, I don't know what your bandwidth is, but, or I'm not sure if you're busy today, but if you are, it's okay. You know, instead of always apologize, I mean, that was just an example. Right. That, like once I heard, oh, I'm supposed to always apologize, then that's sort of how I formulated this whole like, I'm just going to do it. And if something happens, I'll apologize. Because there are people out there who cannot apologize, whether they're wrong or not. And I'm just saying, if you're comfortable with the fact that you might have to apologize sometimes, it's a little easier to work with people because then you can just be like, I hope this is okay. Or, Tell me yeah. if it's not okay, but, you know, you can just put it out there that you're open to feedback if it's not a good, t- you know, because otherwise, as a boss, you seem demanding when you're asking people to do stuff that they don't have the bandwidth to do because you don't remember you asked them to do four other things. So I all I often just go, I hope this is okay. Or, you know, there's what I mean? the other aspect to- of it when you ask that same team member again. I hope this is okay. And they and this is going to be the fifth time that they've said to you. I would prefer you not do that. Well, then that's fine. No, no, and then, no. No, but that's fine. what I know. But then and then you do it again. But that's the point. Like, I'm not saying you do it again. No, I I'm know. I'm saying I, I'm taking accountability here. It's I've been told, and I'm not talking about, I, I, I'm not talking just work. I'm talking no, all the, you know. And so if there's somebody that, and I'm using team because it's better than. It's easier, right lots of things but if if there's a place there where you are the one that is always saying the same thing oh okay i'm not gonna do that yeah i i I forgot i forgot i I forgot i was supposed to do that okay sorry 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 and then you do it again the next week and then so what ends up happening is the entire team is like i'm talking more about self-awareness and yet yet less about falling on the sword I'm talking, you know, like don't, the word, you're right. You're using semantics and I'm glad you are because that's important. Like the words, I'm sorry, don't need to be used every time. My point was just to have the wherewithal to recognize that you might not know what's on their plate and that they might be too busy. So rather than do it yourself, I'm saying just put it out there. I know I'm not aware of your sitch here, but, you know, because that way you don't have to depower, if that's a word yourself you can still have the power in the ask but also have the self-awareness to know that you have adhd and you could get it all fucked up and not know i guess right, that's right. what i'm trying to so yeah say, and right? it's and it's more about you learning 
better next time, right? Because when somebody says, when you have a deadline, when you have an emergency, when you have an urgency, because that often happens with at least my brain, it's like, I got to do it today. Yeah, right. You know, and it's like, oh my God. And then uh, my general vibe is to, because I have to do it today, everybody needs to do it today because uh, that's what it feels like. I'm not saying I want to control everybody, but that's the feeling. And so what I've learned is that I have had to then go, oh, that my, my, essentially my bad, it can't happen today because there's a process. And if I want it done, I'm going to have to deal with my own brain and be able to put this stuff in prior to now, because Mm -hmm. it is unfair of me to capitalize on somebody else's time because I'm having an emergency that I didn't Right. Foresee or even plan ahead for. It's true. And then I'm making all of them pay for my mismanagement. But when you have ADD, Elsie, sometimes that's... But just, I know that. Let me finish. Sometimes that's unavoidable. So you have to be comfortable with the fact that, like, you may give someone else an emergency because you're having an emergency because of something you did wrong. You have to be comfortable with it. You can't... You can't just avoid it at all costs. It will never work. I'm not avoiding it. I'm just saying that I'm also taking accountability that that you, because of all of these things, that's why you advocate for yourself, but you also don't, like, I don't think that if you have the, you don't this take type advantage. of brain, it just means that everybody else now is going to have to just deal with your craziness. Oh, but once in a while, you're still going to fuck up. You're once right. Once in a while. That's absolutely. why you take care. We all do. You take as much care as you can not to fuck up, but it's still not because you're human, but more so because your attention could be elsewhere. You're more so prone to screwing it up anyway. I'm just saying, like, once you're comfortable with the fact that you screw up more than most people, everything else is easier to navigate because you're not constantly going out of your way to not inconvenience people. You can just let that go. Yes, that's the thing. Yeah, you can just that's let it the, go and right move ahead because there's a lot of like procrastination, overwhelm, and freezing that you do when you're worried that you're going to inconvenience other people. You freeze. Exactly. And yes. That's not good for progress. That is true. Me. Yeah. That was interesting. I got through that. It was yeah. an interesting conversation. It was. But at last, we have to go because um, we do. it's two o'clock. It's and time. It's time. So, everyone. Tell us what you think about today's show. What do you think about Kaigi? Tell us what you think about having ADD Kaigi. and apologizing. Kaigi? Why do I say Kaigi? I don't know why. Anyway, tell us what you think about threads. I'd love to know what you think about threads. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest, and TikTok at She Podcast or email us feedback at ShePodcast.com. You can also see all of the show notes for and links for today's episode at ShePodcast.com. See you on threads. Woo-hoo! Maybe. Link in the show notes. Um, Link in the show notes. Have a wonderful week. We will see you next time. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Love you. Mean it. See ya.